Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. I've missed you. I always, always miss you. And happy Friday. I know we're recording on a Friday, ah, but it's okay. We're here. That's all that matters. We're having this space together. And I really hope that the week turned out the way you wanted it to. If it didn't, don't worry. Like, literally, it's always important. Obviously, recognize and acknowledge your feelings. Give yourself the validation that you need. Pero, 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 pero. Of course, it's always best to like, after you have your moment, after you need to validate yourself, whatever it is that you have to do for, for yourself, <laughs> um, it's good to just pick the positive and whatever that is. And even just like a growing perspective, something, just always make sure you are filling your own cup. Even when you feel like so many things are falling apart, you just keep filling your cup, mi gente. Now, You may hear some background sounds, which is like, you know, when when you live back home with your parents and your siblings are still here as much as you love them and as much as they try themselves, there will be noises. But I'm not going to lie. I rather, and I've said this before already, I'd rather pick these noises than the the train sounds. We used to get back when I was a little cow town, a little wonderful Modesto. And anyways, but all that good stuff. Now, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. I definitely want to... Just, I don't know. I just have so much to talk about, especially because I just saw the Blue Beetle movie. If you haven't seen it, please, amazing Latina representation, exactly what we needed. And I got some fun things. Well, y'all know I've been reading the Brag Better book by Meredith. What is it? Oh, sorry. My phone was going off, but see, that was my fault. Nobody made the sound, the background sound. It was me. So let's put her on Do Not Disturb. But yeah, so lots of good stuff, but... Let's go ahead and just, all right, <laughs> post-grad. Let's, let's talk post-grad. I know it's, I feel like when I talk about post-grad, it's, you know, different conversations because so many conversations happen because of the post-grad stuff. Pero, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I reflect on something, when I journal something down, when I just think, whether it's I'm driving in my car with, right now I've been, I'm, back and forth between Carol G's new album, Bichota, not Bichota, what? Mañana Será Bonito, Bichota version, or edition, yes, and the, well, the Taylor Swift album, like, honestly, it's the essentials, I'm listening to Taylor Swift essentials on Apple Music, by the way, please don't come at me if I listen to Apple Music, I didn't know that was a thing, that's how much I live under a rock sometimes, that just like how there's Android and iPhone people, There is also Apple Music and Spotify people, Apple Podcasts. And Sp I did not know that, but that's okay. We all have a preference, right? But okay, two steps back, postgrad. Uh, so yeah, I reflect a lot and uh, every day we can always learn something new. But one thing I was really reflecting on is that like these last couple of months, since I got the news about the PhD program anyways and stuff like that, I would get asked, so what's next for you, Estrellita? What's next for you? What What is Estrellita going to do next? Da -da -da. And I didn't know how much that question impacted me. And I'm using that word for a reason because it's not necessarily bad. 
Like, it's good because, you know. But, you know, that saying, it's just like, it also depends on who's asking. Like, who's asking? What's next? What's next type of thing. And it's just like, even though I know I'm an adult and even though I've been creating and loving and producing here at Cafecito con Estrita while I've been a student for the last how many years? Well, actually, y'all know I didn't start Cafecito con Estrita until 2020, but you know what I mean. I still like, yeah, I'm, I'm postgrad. Like, this is the first fall semester where I'm not a student. I know I mentioned that, so feelings with that. Because usually when people would ask me, what are you doing with your life? What's next? I'll be like, oh, I start classes in September. I start this, that. Because I know I mentioned it before, but when I was, after I finished Santa Barbara, because I walked in the spring, but I didn't fully finish undergrad until December because I had some elective credit. And through, but it was elective credit that I had to finish for my Spanish degree. But I didn't want to spend the money on rent any longer in Santa Barbara. So I came back with my parents and took those elective course credit because they were upper division classes. I couldn't take them at community colleges at UC Irvine through extended education. And then I did the paperwork where I sent the completed credit union back to Santa Barbara and they use that for my elective credit. So there's a little fun fact, like depending on your department and you can find yourself in situations in the UC system where you can take classes at another UC when you're already at a UC. I imagine it's the same for the Cal States. To be honest, I haven't really done much research on that, but that was my experience with that. So anyways, and when I was finishing my last, I guess, at UC Irvine, <laughs> but I didn't feel like I was going to UC Irvine because like, I, I wasn't well, I didn't live on campus. I was definitely commuting because, again, saving the money. And I don't know. But anyway, so the time I was at UC Irvine for my elective credit, I was also applying to master's programs. So, yeah, after finishing undergrad and getting my acceptance and denial letters to master's programs, I went straight into the master's program. Like I literally all it felt like was I was on a long winter break because when you're in the quarter system, if I remember correctly, classes would usually start like right away. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have a long winter break, but that's because the summer, our summers are typically very long if you're not like taking summer classes or something like that. But anyways, so it's like I always say, oh, yeah, just school, da-da-da, but now it's like, oh. And, you know, I give the answer where, like, I'm working for myself. And then there's others that will ask, oh, so what do you do? And then, like, well, you all know this. I do a lot of things. Right now I'm working on my book. I'm, what's it called, freelance writing, influencing my coaching services, which I officially soft-launched, soft-launched where I am a college and post-grad coach. So for any one-on-one needs you may need from me, whether you need me as an accountability support to get through with applying for scholarship apps, your thesis, things like that, I'm that for you. Navigating academic probation, I got you there. And just implementing effective strategies and tools for your time management as a student and worker, whatever that may be. So if you would like to, oh, and then of course, I can't forget the post-grad. Now what? Literally, if you need assistance, getting guidance on what to do next post-grad, hit me up for that one-on-one coaching. 
email me and we'll go over my rates and go from there. So my email will be in the show notes. But with all of that, just that question, like what's next? I'm like, like, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing it. But at the same time, I'm still figuring it out. So when people will ask me, oh, I like, and I tell them, oh, I work for myself. And then they ask, oh, what exactly do you do? And I tell them all that. It's like, I kind of get this facial expression back from them. And it looks kind of like confusion slash like, huh? But, you know, and again, depending on who's asking, it could be with good intention or not. So I'm kind of like, when I see the little face expression, I'm like, okay, so I just remember, like, they're either trying to understand or I don't know. So what I've been doing lately is when people in general who, like, aren't really in my everyday life ask me, what are you doing? I just go straight and simple. I work on social media and I'm working on a book. Boom. Just like that. So I also invite you where if people keep asking, like, for example, let's say you're studying to go to law school and you know you have to take the LSAT, you know you had just finished undergrad or you're prepping to finish undergrad, but also prepping to take the LSAT courses. Well, let's say working a part-time job slash you're getting an internship because you want that internship for like the law school experience for your application. And it's just like, you're, you're like, you're doing a lot, you're feeling proactive, but then you still get that question. Like, so when are you going to be a lawyer? Or like, when are you going to graduate? And it's just like, because we're already feeling like stress, but like a good type of stress, I would like to say mainly because it's something we're working for our future. That's what I would consider, I guess, like good stress. There's probably a better word for it, but I'm just being transparent with my language right now. And when I know I've been asked those questions, like especially as of now, it's kind of like I'm trying to figure it out. It's not a one overnight thing. And I know sometimes there's people that will like ask questions because again, they genuinely care and want to like know across like for the process or some that just like want to know and then mm, maybe not put like buenas vibras out. I don't know. That's just also me assuming the worst, but we don't want to do that. Huh. We do not want to do that type of thing. So I just I just want to say that, like, if you're in a situation like that, like the example I just gave with the whole law school stuff, doing all that stuff, if someone asks you, be like, oh, I'm just prepping to get into law school. Because law school, it's not the easiest to get in, but I am doing the work to see if it's for me. Boom. Something along those lines. Because, like, I know for me it's just carrying so many hats and then people wanting an explanation, even if they mean well or not, it can, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, sometimes you just need to put your head down and do the work. And then when you feel slash see some more progress, you're more ready to talk about it, you know, because I get it. And that's kind of like when I sometimes feel like, oh, my survival mentality is like, "Mm." but the difference is, so when I used to have my survival mentality back In undergrad, my survival mentality got better throughout graduate school. But during undergrad, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it was just bad. I did not self-care at all. I wasn't the kind, I wasn't even telling myself the nicest things. You know what I mean? Just like, oh my gosh. But once like I built that self-awareness, it took a lot of inner work. And that's that I wasn't even an expert at self-awareness yet. Honestly, I don't even know if I still am. 
But it was just enough for me that when I would I started I was starting my master's program, I sat myself down and I was like, okay, look, Estrella, this is your second chance. This is your second chance to allow yourself to redo academia, whatever that means to you, right? Where yes, you know you need to hustle. Yes, you know you need to put in the work. Yes, you know you're trying to get that goal, which is get a better GPA to then apply to a PhD because academic probation kicked your butt for your overall GPA. But Estrella, you don't need to be mean to yourself. You don't need to, you can splurge, self-care is a thing. And when I had that tough conversation with myself and then also talking like with my older sister on just like different things, it's like once grad school started, and I know a lot of you, especially like if you had been with me since 2020 when I had just left my master's and started credential, it's like I was still on a survival mentality, but it was different. It was different because, like, I just wasn't so hard on myself. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I mean, I still had to work through imposter syndrome. I still had to work through limiting beliefs. But it was at a lot better wavelength than what I was experiencing in undergrad. Because it's like once I started grad school, even though the workload is different, even though the demand is different, most of the time than undergrad. It's like me having, like, that reality check with myself where it's just like, you are a human being. Like, there's no point in having these big goals if you're just going to be rude to yourself along the way because then you're going to be miserable. And it really is about the journey. It's about the the process because once you get to the goal, like, obviously you're going to love it. You're going to be happy, which we can talk a different episode about that later because trust me, I've also had past goals where like, if I wasn't like loving it, no, like I get to a goal and then, like, I feel empty inside. I've talked about it in the past, but we can talk about it in a different in- episode if you're interested. But anyways, so, yeah, just give your, like, connect with yourself. You deserve to connect with yourself to genuinely know what you want, not what your siblings want, not what your parents want, not what your significant other wants, not what your children, what do you want for you? And how can you right now give it to yourself little by little, right? Because don't get me wrong, we all have responsibilities, we all have obligations, but there's always that time where you can just put in time for you. Like for example, if you're not following Stacey the on YouTube or TikTok, Instagram, please follow her. I love her. I've been following her since the pandemic. I'm so happy I found her. And she's a new mom. And she shared her whole journey with us still is. And one of the things I've been feeling very empowered by her videos, and that's that I'm not even a mom. I would love to be one day, but I'm just not right now. She she reminds us that like when you're a mom, because you have so many things to do, put make time for you where she's just like, she gets ready. She goes to the gym, nothing crazy. Just like, you know, she'll go get her nails done. And then, like, you know, her husband helps out because they had those conversations and things like that. You know what I mean? And I love, like, I love watching that type of content because, like, it reminds me that, like, even when it gets hard, even when it, you have to do a little something for yourself. It's kind of like how I told you. I literally just for myself, even if I'm going to be just working from home all day, I, you know, motivate myself to do even just a little bit of makeup. And, you know, just that. So I can feel like, and I know Melina, Melina Vega, my other friend on socials, it's Melina Vega. 
she even says it herself. Like, she motivates herself to get ready because when she looks good, she feels good, even if it's just a little bit. So I know it's easier said than done, but believe me, you are worth pouring into yourself, even when you have so much, because it's like, it really is about the journey. And you got this. I am here with you. Whether your journey is to a new career, whether your journey is to graduation, whether your journey is to elevating into a new you. And again, you want to work with me one-on-one? You want to figure out my rates to see if we're a good match? Please email me, holaacafeconestrellita.com. And we can go from there. Set up a call. <laughs> okay, now let's talk about Blue Beetle. And oh my gosh, I'm not going to lie. When I found out that movie was coming out like a few months ago, I was so excited. I was so excited where I even asked my brand manager because I've been to like two movie premieres since I've been on social media, right? And the only two movie premieres I ever wanted to be on or be at was The Flame and Hot, uh, directed by Eva Langoria. Eva Langoria (laughs) and Blue Beetle. But as you know, it didn't happen, but it's okay. It just wasn't meant to be. But the other movie premieres I went to, they were fun, but I'm just like, ah, I really wanted to be at those. And that's that Flamin' Hot didn't come out in theaters. It was being streamed on Hulu and Disney Plus. Y luego, well, Blue Beetle, it was on theaters. It's still in theaters. So please go check it out. Support, just support our gente Wherever you see them, whether it's the street vendors, whether it's the small businesses, whether it's through media, social media, or even through, or specifically in cinema too, just do it. We love it. We want to continue to see it. Anyway, so I went, oh my gosh, I felt everything. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but let's just say that basically the first 10 minutes, no, the first, okay. So obviously the intro, it's dramatic, you know, but then when we get to the part in the beginning where we start getting introduced to the family, the characters, those first 15 minutes of when we see them, gosh, like the representation, like, dang, I loved it. And when you watch it, you'll know what I mean. I don't want to spoil it, but please go watch Blue Beetle. And then... It's funny because I actually, now that I remember, I knew about Blue Beetle because I saw Becky G made a video about it because she was the voice of a character. I don't want to butcher the name. That's why I'm not going to say it. But she's like a voice, you know, pretty important voice in the movie. And oh my gosh. So I was just so happy I saw it. And there was this one part where the abuela, Nana, had quoted Use your pain for power, for fuel, okay? Something along those lines, but use your pain for power, for fuel. Use your... And that had me in tears. Because as a first-generation Latina graduate, as a first-generation everything, daughter of immigrants, the list goes on. I felt like a majority of my life emotionally, physically, all that, right? For a lot of it, I just felt like I had to, whenever I was in pain, whatever that looked like, I would use it to fuel me to hustle towards my goals. Because, for example, as many of you 
are very familiar with my academic journey, it was not easy. And technically isn't even done. I'm just taking a pause as a student, right? And there were times I would be so tired. Tuition was crazy. Gas. Always feeling misunderstood. No matter how much I would explain myself. Just trying to please, trying to be a good daughter, a good student. And there was just so much, like, pain, so much healing that needed to be done for everybody. Because in reality, we all, Latinas, we all deserve to heal. We all need to heal. That's all I want for a community, to be honest. And when you're going through grief, you're going through breaking generational cycles of trauma. And like, I didn't even know I was traumatized until I started college. I thought like the things I would go through and experience was normal. And the most recent one I can explain to all of you was the pain of when mi tío Florencio had passed away. He had lost his life. And, you know, if you've been with me, that was the primary reason why I left grad school, moved to Modesto, and then applied a credential program at Stan State. And that loss hurt so bad, so bad where it just completely changed the trajectories of all our lives. Like I'm speaking on my family, you know? And it was through that pain of getting through that grief that fueled me to like continue on my academic journey. Even if there weren't any grad programs I was in love with at Stan State, I was going to pick a program that I was just going to make it work, make it happen. Because I knew I wanted to bring up my overall GPA even higher so when I would apply to a PhD and a bunch of other stuff that just had to be done. And it was that, and it was also that moment where I was like, I'm going to make that podcast. Because, like, I had that podcast in mind since UC Santa Barbara, the social media. So that was back in 2018, but she didn't come out till 2020. And, like, honestly, if it wasn't for mi tío Florencio's passing and that big moment in my life and the pandemic, I probably would have waited longer to start the podcast. Because when you are unpacking so much I'm talking about like the childhood trauma even the adolescent trauma and just unpacking so much it's like it's not easy you know so when I saw that in Blue Beetle and like because when Nana the abuelita she said that it was during like a very crucial moment in the movie I was just bawling I was bawling my eyes out and I'm just like, it's just, it's a movie worth seeing. Please go see Blue Beetle. And when you do, even if it's via email, even if it's through, I don't know, IG threads. IG threads, yes, go, let me know how you liked it. I want to know. I want to keep seeing movies with our hint in it. And I always want to remind you that whatever you are going through, whatever it is, Use it to fuel you, to get you, to put in the time, the love, and effort into you and your goals, your healing, your growing, 
because it will be worth it when you're on the other side. And then when you are on the other side, you keep going from there, whatever that may look like for you. And it's just, ah, go ahead and watch Blue Beetle, please. Oh, and lastly, before we transition to a new topic, well, mm, technically this is a new topic, but it, I, I put two and two together, like, after everything, I was just like, you know, but however old you are, whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, I really don't know who needs to hear this, but it is never too late to start therapy. It is never too late to start your healing journey, whatever that looks like. And you're probably thinking, well, how do I even know I'm on a healing journey? You know, because it's a lot. I was talking to my older sister earlier because we grew up, like I had mentioned, very sheltered parents, strict parents, if you were going to get more technical. And when you're just raised with, you know, father, which is like, it's a lot, you know? And they mean well, like we all mean well. It's just sometimes it's like, okay, but how can we mean well in a healthy way for all of us collectively, right? And one of those things where it's just like we weren't allowed to go out much, like at all. And then as we got older, it would get a little better, nothing crazy. But it's just like my older sister and I, we started finding ourselves in positions where it's just like, dang, the only way we could go out without it being the end of the world, without it being stressed, is if we lie. You know? I can't believe... My gosh, sorry. I know this is me being very, very transparent with all of you. And yeah, but it's only if we lie. That's how we can go out to save another telenovela moment. Because it's like, you know? And we would do that and like... We, and, we, it, and sometimes, actually, a lot of the times, the lying were for like normal things. You know, and then it got to a point where I th it was when I had moved. This was way before I started the podcast, way, way before. But it was when I was already in like the Modesto area. And I found myself like lying a lot. Like I would even lie about what I had for breakfast because that's how much like I would do it to like maintain the peace, whatever that peace was, you know, because realistically, no one's good with change. Nobody really loves change. I mean, we embrace it, but do we, we may not always love it because, you know, like change is good. Don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of moments and I've experienced that where it's just like, I don't want change. I like how things are, you know, it just depends. And like Latino parents, they do not love change. They do not. For if, if I'm, we're talking about like the traditional, like, you know, very traditional. <laughs> so then when I had realized that one day, I was like, dang, I'm even lying about what I had for breakfast. And I think it was to a coworker. And that's when I realized I need to like, you know, because I didn't want to. And it took me forever to break out of that habit. And to be honest, I couldn't break out of that habit until like I had moved out for that time. Right. And was even farther away from the family. And it was just like me and Miti and stuff like that, where I was just like, I literally like, like I just, I had myself at a whole other level of self-awareness, at least with that, checking myself. And it was crazy. And let me just tell you, as soon as I got my butt back in therapy, because like I've always been transparent about this, my th I've been in and out of therapy throughout 
all of my 20s. And it was because of insurance, no insurance, therapy from my university, therapy from my insurance, yeah, all that stuff, right? So once I got into my nearest therapy session, I, I talked about that. And like, thankfully, when I had talked about it, I was already like, I wasn't lying about things like that, you know? Because like, oh my gosh, it was probably, it was a tough time. And that's what I'm telling you, like, it doesn't matter what age you start as long as you start for yourself, that little change. And that's why I brought up that example, because it came to a moment where I was just like, dang, I'm like this, but I want to be better. So for me, it was the lying. I'm like this. I want to be better. I just lied that I had pancakes when I know damn well I just had toast or something, right? And I didn't have to lie about that. What the heck? So me realizing that, me just wanting to be better, that's when I started to like keep that self-awareness and push myself to like go, go. You know what I mean? Then that's the most important, that self-awareness. And then just having those conversations with yourself and taking those small steps from there. And to be honest too, during that time, I felt like I really didn't have anyone to talk to just because again, it's just... Maybe it was the black sheep thing. Maybe it was the middle child thing. But that's just how I felt due to many different like scenarios and my upbringing. So because I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody, what I would do is just I would go on YouTube and I would watch the reel. I don't know if you all remember. They stopped playing it a long time ago. But I would watch episodes on YouTube from the reel. It was when Tamara, Lonnie, Jeannie, and Adrian were there, all four of them. I don't think Tamar was there when I got into it, but she, oh my gosh, she was so funny. She was really, really funny. But yeah, so I would watch those. I would watch coaches because honestly, I pro- I'm going to be honest, back then I probably, I would have gotten like a mental health coach or something, right? Be it, um, como se dice? Sorry, my brain quickly went to Spanish, but then English came out. Bilingual problems. But no, for real, it's like if I would, because... I had heard of like, you know, relationship coaches, da, 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 but I didn't really know what they were doing. Like, I mean, like, I didn't really know what they, you know, do, did. Mm. But like, I would see them like on YouTube and I would watch a couple of those. And then, you know, eventually I did get a coach, but it was like for business stuff. But if I, but there's just so many different coaches out there. And it's like, you know, it's just like what fits your needs and what you need. But it's funny because when I got my business coach was when shortly after I got back into therapy. <laughs> And then, you know, as time passed, and then also, like, because I was, you know, reflecting on myself and things like that, me and my older sister found ourselves in a position where, you know, we wanted to just, like, start bettering our sister relationship where we would be more empathetic with one another because we've always loved each other and stuff. But eh, sometimes we didn't know how to, like, manage our emotions, you know? You know what I mean when I'm saying this. So... But it just got to an age after spending a lot of time apart that it's just like, I don't know. And then, I mean, it wasn't perfect right away. We would still like argue and stuff about eh, stuff that doesn't even matter nowadays. But obviously those conversations were needed at that moment in time. But it was just nice that transition of like, okay, we both, we want help, but we're going to, and we want to help each other because we want somebody to talk to Because, like, especially during a pandemic. And, yeah, she may be married. Yeah, I may be in school and on socials and five hours away. 
but we're gonna make it work. And now we're here. And yeah, so it's just about those small steps, that self-awareness. Do what you can. And again, if you still feel like you're not like in the that's another reason why, like I I'm such a huge like I really, really like Stacey Diaz a lot. That's why I still watch her till this day, even though I'm not even close to being a mom yet. If hopefully that's in the works for me in like the future. Because it's like I had come across her content as a Latina creator, also loves her family a lot. And I even remember when she used to do YouTube videos about like her and Amy, it's her sister. And she'd be like, Amy's mad at me, guys, but I can't tell you why. Because then she'll be like, why'd you tell them type of stuff. And then Amy would be like five feet away from her. Like, you know, the typical genuine sibling stuff. So, yeah. And I remember I would watch her. I'm like, I want to be like, I want to I have that emotional intelligence like she does. Because like, yeah. And it was cool. So... Do what you can. Take care of your mental health. Drink your water. Journal for reals. But yeah, just if you're not ready to fully share yet because you're still trying to comprehend your own feelings, your own emotions, journaling's there. Shows, coaching sessions through YouTube. If you just want to hear cool people talk about, it's, it's there. It is there. And oh my gosh, I just believe in y'all so much. So, so, so much. All right, so now let's move on to more, you know, other things. But, oh my gosh, okay, I was so excited. So I bought something. Ha, ha, ha. I bought something. (laughs) Okay, and uh, this is why I have to get the podcast on YouTube so I can show y'all, like, you know. But, okay, in case you didn't know, because Hispanic Latina Heritage Month is coming up, Starbucks collabed with a Latina artist through a program that they have. And through this program, the artist, you know, worked very closely with Starbucks to design these amazing, cute, positive, uplifting cups, tumblers for Hispanic Heritage Month. Hold on, wait. Oh, no, I feel it. I think those Yardedos are here. Hold on. Dang it, they're here to cut the grass. Okay, hold on. Let me pause on this note real quick and wait for them to cut the grass, and then I'll, I'll jump back on. Okay, the gardeners left. Thank you so much for your patience. And, okay, hopefully the background noises from, like, the wind and whatever else you heard stops too, but we'll cross our fingers for that. But anyways, oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, I have to tell you the story about the tumbler from Manuela Guillen. Oh my gosh. And I already was giving some background info. It was Starbucks, todo eso, verdad? Okay, okay, okay. So this morning I went, okay, don't judge me, okay? I went to Starbucks and I got a pumpkin spice cold brew, okay? But, but a few days prior, I was on a date with my Pisces, right? And we were going to the beach, but we stopped by Starbucks first because, you know, he had to get me that's my Starbucks for that day. And then we were just getting some snacks to have. So when we, uh, como se dice, so when we go to the beach, right? Anyways, so while we're in line and we're talking, well, you know how it typically works. I talk a lot and he's listening and smiling like while we're in the Starbucks line because that Starbucks line was pretty long. It was the one in the spectrum. And then I look to my right because here's the thing. I'm not really into tumblers like that, like. 
I have like I do have a Tumblr, but I'm the type of person where I only need one. And then once that one is like, you know, I've had it for a while, it's done its time. And when I say a while, I'm the type of person that could have the same Tumblr for maybe almost two years. It's just depending. So the one I currently have, if you've seen it on my socials, it's this blue Starbucks Tumblr. And Rocio, my teacher BFF, gifted it to me before I moved back home with my parents. So I've been using it, and I only drink water with my tumblers. Anyway, so that's why when I go to Starbucks, I don't really, like, stop to look at the tumblers because they just, they don't come my attention like that just because I never go out of my way to buy one for myself. I've been gifted them, and when I am gifted them, I use them. Anyways, this was the first time in my life, in my life, that I went out of my way to willingly look at tumblers. And you want to know why? You want to know why? Because I, while I was talking my little mouth off to my Pisces, I see at the corner of my eye and I see this white, this white to go coffee, like a thermos. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like it's like the tumbler that you use for like hot coffee and it was white and it had this beautiful morenita on it because it was like, well, it's art, right? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just staring at it. And like, I didn't, I don't know why. I think it's because I didn't have my coffee that morning, even though we were there for me to get my coffee for that morning, but I didn't buy it. Like, and honestly, he could have bought it for me, but like, I didn't tell him I wanted it because that's how it is too. Like, I tell him cuando quiero algo. And when I tell him, he gets it for me. Si no digo algo, like, you know, it's, it's like that saying, closed mouths don't get fed type of thing. At least that's how him and I work right now. I say right now because like, we're technically, not technically, we are still in the honeymoon stage, if I'm keeping it real, if I'm keeping it real. But eh, we will get into that stuff eventually one day, right? Anyways, so then a few days later, today, this morning, after I drop off my younger sister to work, uh, <laughs> I, I'm driving and stuff, and then I see that Melissa, Melissa Guillen, she was sharing a lot about her Starbucks tumblers. Not it, like she started sharing about them a couple days before today. But I don't know, something in me was just like, ah. so when I was in the Starbucks drive through picking up my cold brew or waiting for it, I asked the barista if she had the, the tumblers that were Latino inspired. And she was like, let me check. So she says, yes, we do. I'm like, can you bring me one? Surprise me with any. Because honestly, I think all the designs are really cute. I will definitely use them, especially because like my tumbler, it helps me stay accountable with my water intake drinking type of thing. Anyways, so I told her, just pick one for me. And also like, if you ever hang out with me in real life, I'm the type of person where it's just like, like if I go out for a drink and let's say I get a mojito, Mojito, and you know how sometimes they have different flavors, like strawberry mojito, watermelon mojito, just depending where you go. A lot of the times, if the mojito is like, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it's good, it, and like I know I'm gonna like it because you can't, you cannot go wrong with a mojito, in my opinion. But it's because like I love the flavor, right? In Estrellita's eyes, you cannot go wrong with a mojito, mojito. So then I'll tell the person, oh, just surprise me with the flavor. And because I know I like mojitos, most of the time I'm going to like the flavor they pick. And eh, it adds some fun into my life. <laughs> but anyway, so I did that with the barista and she picked out the cutest one for me. 
it has, you're going to see me hold it on my videos. And I'm just, I was so happy. Like this makes me so happy. Like the straw, it has like, it looks like a sun heart. It's so cute. And the design is of an adorable morenita with her braid. Her hands are up in the air, up in the air towards the direction of the sun and the moon. And it has like this, like, I don't, it's like a bridge. It's like this pink bridge holding the sun. And then like a few centimeters underneath the sun and the pink bridge is like the blue moon. And she like, it's just, I love it. And then it says, hola. And then you turn to the side, it says, hi. So hola, hi. And I love it because hola, hi, it's like, we are bilingual and we're proud. Even even if you only understand Spanish and maybe you don't feel that confident speaking it, still, bilingual. And it just makes me so happy. You're going to be seeing me with it. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. I just noticed the Tumblr. It has a little bio of Manuela Guillen. I'm going to read it to you. Manuela Guillen is a freelance painter, muralist, and digital illustrator currently living in Philadelphia. Born in Miami to Cuban and Salvadorian immigrant parents, Manuela always had a love for art. She is inspired by plants, soft tropical colors, and her cultural upbringing. Manuela aims to bring awareness to our education, social, political, and environmental issues. As a Spanish art teacher, Manuela hopes to inspire her students to be creative as she continues to bring communities closer together through art. That is so beautiful. Oh my goodness. And please, if you can, I invite you, support Manuela, get these tumblers. They're cute. I love it. And just the bright colors brings me so much happiness. And you know, you know, I love bright colors. It's usually my yellow, red, like, you know, you know, you see it in my headshot type of thing. And I'm just like, ah, but yes, I was so excited. I'm going to be using this and ah, my gosh. Yes. All right. So, okay. We're talking a lot. We're sharing a lot. As many of you know, I am still reading Brag Better. And ah, okay. So I'm in the section where it says you have to champion you. Now, just a little tip. Whenever I read these guidebooks, because that's essentially what it is. And, you know, that's what I'm writing too. Ladies get paid, which I've talked about, and brag better. They, sorry, they're the guidebook, all that good stuff, right? With books like this, especially if they have case studies, you, not you, like me, what I really like to do is I like to have a highlighter in hand. So I'll typically go to coffee shops or I'll read outside in my backyard I'll read on my desk and I have my book and I have like a highlighter and a pen and on hand, right? So when I'm reading a guidebook like this that's meant to empower you to da da, da I like highlight, but I don't highlight the whole book. Just a sentence that I know made me think, I highlight it. But I only highlight that one sentence. I won't highlight the whole paragraph and go from there. So in the section of You Have to Champion You, I want to share what... I was told to keep in mind. You are far more ready than you think. 
getting your name into conversations to propel yourself forward is crucial. You are there because you deserve it. Your achievements are worth talking about. You can land that job. You can secure that promotion. You can get more money. You can feel better about your job. And you can feel seen. I cried like a baby. I highlighted that. And there are so many other little sections I've been highlighting as I read this. And I do it too with fiction books. I'm not going to lie. Like when I remember when I'm, I'm not, what was it called? Hold on. I don't want to butcher the title. Let me look it up real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Come on, IFO. I'm not, I think it's, I'm not your typical Mexican daughter. Hold on. Your typical Mexican you know what? I should have just said Siri. Aha, there we go. I'm not your perfect. Yay. I am not your perfect Mexican daughter. So when I read that book, oh my gosh, like I think I read it right before the pandemic hit. I'm not even lying. So back in, towards the end of 2019, I remember I went to Target. I was already living up in Modesto. The, the What called my attention to that book was honestly, I had never seen a title like that. I am not your perfect Mexican daughter. And like how I mentioned with you, at least for me personally, as a first-gen Latina, daughter of immigrants, I've, I have struggled with trying to be the perfect daughter and the perfect student, whatever that means. And when I saw that title, and I didn't even know that I wanted to be seen, because I didn't even know what I really, like, I knew, I, I, I give myself credit for always being smart, but I also had my moments when I wasn't that smart, if you know what I'm saying. But anyways, but even though I didn't know what feeling seen meant, even though I didn't know what feeling validated meant, nothing. I just knew that I was sad. I was trying to fix myself, went to Target, and I saw that book in the book section. And the title, at first it was the title that's the hook out to me. And then the author, Erika Sanchez, y luego the drawing. And I just stared at it and instantly I bought it. Like I thought about it maybe for like two seconds and then I got it. And I read it right away. I finished it in a couple of days. It's a really good read. Like it's a good read. I highly recommend it. And of course it has the drama, the suspense, but it's it's a really good book. Really, really good book. Anyways, so with Brag Better, I just, ah, my gosh representation is just so needed it is so so needed by women people of color our latine people latine like my gosh Ah, but there's all that mi gente all right mi gente unfortunately it is that time in the episode where we have to start to slowly trickle away i know i don't love this part but it's okay because We will be back next week, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun making it. Honestly, I feel like I'm one of the few people that can find a way to talk about academic stuff and, you know, the other stuff that I bring up. But anyways, if you haven't or aren't already, please follow me on all socials, and do not forget, mijita, mijito, recuerdo, recuerdo, (laughs) Recuerda, you are on your own timeline. 
You will earn your degree, build your career, heal and create impactful memories. Keep going. I'm so proud of you because I am. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Cafecito con Estrellita on any platform that you use to listen to your podcast. Write a review, share all that good stuff. And if you want to work one-on-one with me, go over rates, please. Don't be shy. Shoot me an email. Hola, Cuídense y hablamos pronto. Adiós.